Section 5 of Loop Guru. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Doug Fajardo. Loop Guru by Eden Philpotts. Chapter 5. That afternoon, the brothers held solemn converse together. Our aunt's will is naturally in your thoughts, said Roger. Tomorrow we shall read it, after the funeral. Do you know the contents yourself? I told you yesterday that I did not. Well, I don't want to see it. I expect nothing, said Noel. The bureau, I understand, holds all there is but I think it would be well to moderate our expectations. I have reason to believe that poor Aunt Ruth's wealth has been greatly exaggerated. It would not surprise me to find she was really living on her capital. Here a further deputation of Negroes waited upon Roger to ask if they too might sing in the garden that night. He refused angrily. We don't want the place turned into a pandemonium because a good woman has gone to her rest, he declared. In a weak moment I granted permission to about fifty of you. That is more than sufficient. When the disappointed blacks had retired, Noel asked for an explanation. They come to sing and make night hideous here. You know their ridiculous and pernicious beliefs. Yes, but often those old superstitions have some backbone, answered Noel. His brother sneered. Does your creed accept other devils than its own? he asked. Do you believe in Negro fetish as well as Roman Catholic? Strange things happen, answered the other. Very strange things happen, and have done so only recently. I credit fantastic vampires no more than do you, but late occurrences here had something besides pure imagination behind them. Yes, strong drink. If you can believe tipsy negroes, your faith is remarkable. Has any responsible person ever seen one of these alleged demons by the dead? I think not. Noel made no answer, but turned to look for the last time at the woman who is gone. Necessary offices had been performed. Miss Malian lay on a plain bier, shrouded with white, in the center of the room where she had died. The windows were open, and through them a soft wind breathed, laden with the odor of Stephanotis. Over the distant hills, an afterglow of sunset still trembled. Nature was calm and peaceful, and in a hat mood, though not so calm as the little figure on the bier. Ruth Malian looked a tiny mite of a creature now, but 
death is solemn, even in a baby. Noel, being of sudden impulses, was deeply moved. He went to the window and plucked a handful of the sweet white flowers that trailed round it. Then, placing them on the breast of the dead, he knelt down beside her where Roger had knelt. Without, dark figures were already flitting among the palms. Women called to one another and made final preparations for their night of music. When the last gleam of sunset light had faded away, they would begin to sing. Noel, hearing his brother approaching, rose quickly and stood by the window. Roger, who came for his aunt's keys, was leaving the room again when Noel turned and held out his hand. "'Be friends now,' he said huskily. "'Shake hands and forgive me. "'I'm sorry for what happened this morning. "'Forget the past. "'She'd like us to. "'You've got nothing to blame yourself with, "'but I have so much. "'Be generous to one whose load is very heavy tonight. "'We make our own burdens.' answered the other, extending a cold hand. God is aware. I wish you no ill. That was all he said, and Noel choked down his emotion pretty quickly. Then Roger locked the door of the death chamber and went into another room. Do you stay here tonight? asked the younger brother. No. Those people will begin their singing almost immediately, and sleep must prove impossible. I return to my own house. I need rest, for tomorrow will be a trying day. Our aunt is to be buried in the Moravian cemetery at eleven o'clock. I know not if your views will permit you being present. Indeed, it is a question whether it would be decent for you to attend. I shall ask no man's opinion on that point. Remember the nature of the occasion. That is all. Then Roger proceeded to the outer gate, where a negro was waiting with his horse. He turned, however, first to see Noel off the premises, and also to give the old servants, Garrod and his wife, a final word of instruction. Lock up everything, he said, and admit nobody after the undertaker has departed. Noel, on foot, watched the retreating form of his brother with mingled emotions. His reflections, however, were speedily centered in a recent idea which was now growing into determination. He felt it a rebuke that his dead relation should pass the lonely hours of her last night above ground, unwatched and uncared for. No chance would ever offer of giving substance to a kind thought for her again. The act of a vigil by Aunt Millian's little body 
was in keeping with his new creed also. She had been very good to him until his own sins closed her doors against him. Besides, there was comfort in the thought of watching by her, comfort for him, and he felt sore and wanted comfort that night. Another argument for such a step presented itself, the alleged demons. Noel would have denied any impeachment of credulity, but an element of superstition formed a deep ingredient of his unstable character. He was irrational upon more points than one, too prone at all times to give imagination the rein and hold reason back. His subsequent actions testified clearly to this fact. On reaching his home, he armed himself for the contemplated vigil, and, as if this were not enough, he entered the Roman Catholic chapel on his road back to the Villa St. Joseph, and performed an act of superstition, pure and simple. The chapel was empty, save for an absorbed worshipper with her back turned. So Noel, approaching a little shell of holy water, immersed two pistol bullets in it. Having thus sanctified the missiles, he produced a heavy, old-fashioned weapon and carefully loaded it with them. Then, rather ashamed of himself, he went on his way. Garad greeted the young man with some pleasure and admitted him at once. Terrible sad and creepy crawly in this house this night, sir, he declared. Me and Marfa, we's all alone with Missy Malian. They sing out dar and dat good, but Lou Guru him plenty near, for certain sure. The door of the apartment where the dead lay was locked and, not caring to force it, Noel went round into the garden, from which he entered by the window. Then he threw back the jealousies, sat him down by the bier, and fell into a deep trance of thought. End of chapter 5